The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beyond episode 384. <laughs> Yep. Counting numbers yep. is a difficult thing to do. <laughs> I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. Hey, everybody. Brian Altano. This is the nation's biggest PlayStation 7 podcast, right? Yes, PlayStation 7 is the hottest orb to hit spheres <laughs> this season. What happens when an orb hits a sphere? It's the leading sphere of orb uh, fantasy yeah. orbs. I don't know. And of course, Mitch Dyer. Hi, that's all I have to say. Oh, Mitch. I have no good jokes. So, so much energy. We brought Thanks. you on here from uh, Podcast Unlocked, yes. which is an Xbox podcast. And and we Arena, we intend to bully you and physically harm you oh, with man. our hands. That podcast oh, sucks. We're going to have a console war with our fists. Oh, yeah. man. Mitch, Mitch just got in an argument with me because he said that red logos are hostile. Yeah. What? Welcome to Podcast Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does not like the color red. No, the color red is like a, it's a warm, warm colors are hostile, man. He's supposed to wear blue to like a job interview because it's like more warm or more welcoming. A Jabba interview? A Jabba, the hut interview. Yeah, hut? yeah, yeah. If you're gonna... You shouldn't wear red to an interview because bulls might charge at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is a thing that's being teased. Yeah. it's an ex- If we have an excuse to talk about Metal Gear Solid Five, then it. I'm yeah. going to go around the room and find Mitch, and then we're going to bring him in the room with me, and we're going to talk about it because we'd like to do that. And we're going to yeah. go, huh? Exactly. Uh, speaking of things that start with M, M is the rating that Batman Arkham Knight is getting because apparently Batman says the F-bomb this time around. Does he really? No, probably not. I think they said it's no profanity, no gore. No, um, he watches an adult film for three straight hours. <laughs> he has his chapter. genitals like, exposed for most of the game and they didn't catch that in, until it was going to cert and they were like, oops, well, we better rate this M. Uh, Batman is rated AO. Um, there's I like the VR idea stuff. The, I like the idea of the ERCB being like, are those Balls. Yeah. <laughs> why, so why does Batman have his? Um, why, why is he doing that? Yeah. It's like well, because no one catch this before. Ed Rocksteady. What's wrong with we features? Give one him, man uh, with half of his face burns to a crisp. Sexy ladies and balls and balls. Yeah, he's got his. Uh, he, he's got his bait and tackle out. His bat and tackle. And, uh, <laughs> it, it turns out that we wanted to give him a really, really gritty reboot, and it, he is now sexually aroused by beating up criminals. <laughs> Uh, what else are we talking about? Virtual reality, uh, Yetis. 
Yeah. Uh, and some predictions. Let's start off with some predictions Predict- for 2015. 2015. That's a thing that's a great thing to talk about when, when we really... are one-sixth through the year. <laughs> sure, yeah. People I have mean... been asking, and, and silly Greg and Colin never did predictions. Yeah, what do you think? So we're going to predict. What do I think? Are, are we, like, retroactively predicting 2014? No, 2014. Do... 20... Oh, okay. Let's predict 2014. That year. Not good. <laughs> it was not a great year. Yeah. <laughs> I think 2014 is going to be your next year and really hits its stride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll throw one right off the bat, and it's the prediction everyone makes, but it's that uh, we're going to see Last Guardian this year. We have I to, think right? you're a madman. I think we have to, right? Do we? I mean, what yeah. proves that we have to? Uh, but, uh, how I would are like we not, to. I, I mean, like because we, we keep hearing this news. The game's in development. Yep. We know that it's sort of had these new creative leads. They keep saying that it's going to be re-revealed in a different way, mm-hmm. and I think sure. that means it's going to be a PS4 thing. Maybe it's not even going to be called The Last Guardian. It'll be yeah. The first Guardian. Yep. The third Guardian. Or the second guardian, it, the endless guardian. It's a it's a running jumping. <laughs> it's it's Cannibalt. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Oh, oh uh, I can kind of get behind that. Yeah, I mean that's not totally unreasonable. Yeah. I would like for that to be true. Uh, it's been. I mean, Ueda left that project. Yeah, long but he's working time ago. in a in a consultory. I'm sure he is, Marty. I'm sure he is. Well, he's making them fat stacks. What, what about sense. what's another prediction anyone has? Ryan? <laughs> Okay, mine's half prediction, half wishful dream. Yeah. That wasn't actually a sentence. <laughs> My half um, prediction, half w- w- wishful dream. What the did Far you say? The Far Cry game that comes out this year will let you fight dinosaurs, and it'll be one of the greatest video games ever created. Why did I go to you? Why did I? <laughs> I'm sorry for creating a scenario in which everyone is excited and happy. All that's right. a good. That's no. a good world. Oh no, here's a real one. The Assassin's Creed game that comes out this year will be one of the best ones they've ever made because I think that last year they got all the kinks out of the whatever you get kinks out of <laughs> yep. your body. The kink holes. <laughs> Have we worked out a rule for Assassin's Creed game yet? It's every third one or something. It's, There's a rule 34. Well, of course there is. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that they're they're so all over the place in terms of quality, but it's like the first one was kind of a, you kind of scrapped it, and the second one was good. And it then used to be like all the odd numbered Splinter Cell games were awesome. All the yeah, even ones yeah. were kind of bad. Yeah, there was a pattern for Call of Duty games too, and then everyone on the cover of Madden apparently died. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or was attacked by animals of some kind. <laughs> or uh, video game animals legends. against each other. Yeah. No, oh, I think wow. I, I think that I think that Assassin's Creed Unity had a lot going for it, and I think that it also had a lot going against it in terms of being the first really true open world Assassin's Creed game on the next gen consoles mm-hmm. uh, it looked gorgeous but obviously it had its, its share of problems Not mo- most of which were you know people complained about popping and people complained about the patches and stuff like that but I think one of the biggest things that doesn't really get talked about as much is the sort of the, the microtransactions that kind of play that game. Totally um, forgot those were even in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it was kind of a thing. I know you reviewed it and you liked it. Yeah, but I, I think that this this year they're going to get it together a lot better. Yeah, um, I just see that being something that they're they're more familiar with the architecture and sure. and and just the the room in which you can you can build a game like that. So I think I'm excited they, for that. They also have to get it right this time because if it's another game like Unity that kind of betrays fans' expectations and people get really mad about it because it's kind of wrecked all the time, then next year they're going to have a hell of a time selling a copy of that game. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know if the average Joe even bought into any of like the, the brouhaha over... Good point. Uh, sure. game probably sold 13 million copies. Isn't, yeah. that, a, isn't that a YouTuber, the average Joe? <laughs> I thought that brouhaha is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the angry brouhaha. I hate video games. I have $4 million a day of income. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, I think another big thing, and people are going to be sad, but I don't <clears> think Uncharted is <throat> coming out this year. 
I'm with you. Yeah. I yeah. I, mean, I think that man. They announced that game at the VGX for 2015. Yeah. They also Well, no, they announced the game. No, sorry. Oh, they, they announced it for yeah. 2015. Sure. There's no sentence structure when I verbalize <laughs> words to you. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want from me. Uh, that game also, I mean Amy Hennig left last year. Uh, Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley took that project over. There's not enough time to make a video game. Like, a year is not enough time yeah. to create a video game. I don't know how they expect that game to come out. Well, it's enough time to create a, 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 a not great video game. But they're That's not going to create a not But they're not going to yeah. do no, that. Naughty Dog is know. not going to ship a mediocre game. Like, that game will not... People who are worried about, like, oh, Neil's taking it over, and it's not going to be, like, an Amy Hennig-esque game like it's gonna be good uncharted mm-hmm. 4 is gonna be an amazing yeah. game no doubt I feel it's like just gonna take more time we're, we're we're sort of seeing behind the curtain or at least it feels like we're seeing behind the curtain a little more for this game than we did for say like i think the last of us mm-hmm. um like they're they're just tweeting pictures the other day of of troy baker and nolan north in their mocap outfits and neil's tweeting about how like he can't believe they're doing what they're doing right now like it seems like things are happening we saw that that full uh gameplay demo a month uh, a couple months ago yep mm-hmm. Where he fell uh, through the world. Yeah, I mean that's if you <laughs> want to focus on the bad parts of his day, then sure. What I want to focus on is when he grappled on that cliff and punched that guy in the face yeah, in midair. Let's talk about the awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm all for that game coming out when it's ready. I'd love to play it this yes. year, but if it gets delayed, then I, you know, there's that old Miyamoto quote about how a bad game is bad forever, but mm-hmm. or a good game is good for. It's that old quote. Yeah. If that you classic, throw, unforgettable quote. If you throw a fish at a bush and two birds come out, you can teach a man a horse. Shame on me. <laughs> once. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think we're gonna see some games get delayed because yeah. I think we're st- we're still we're gonna see some games come out. I'm very excited for the rest of the games that were slated for a 2014 holiday release yeah, to be out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Christmas too. Get, this time it's personal. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think we're gonna see some stuff get a ton of stuff get announced at E3, and it, we're gonna be told that it's holiday. And I think we're gonna see at least two or three big, huge titles so, that we're all still. Yeah, we'll see that happen with two February. We saw of, that with like The Witcher and Evolve yeah, and, and Batman, Batman and Battlefield. And I, I think with stuff Man. like uh, you know with like AC Unity, I think that that's probably scared a lot of publishers that they're gonna they're gonna err on the side of caution, even yeah. if it does cost them extra hundreds of thousands of dollars to, yeah. to push yeah. something back. It's nuts too because that problem that wasn't a Ubisoft problem, that was an everyone problem. That yeah. was Master Chief Collection. That was yeah. Drive yeah. Club. Like, it's happening to first party which is crazy yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's it's, it's um, yeah which was it was that's kind of why i spent a lot of time with far cry last year was because it came out and it worked yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? that classic rare instance of a yeah that weird thing that the quirky games do every now and then where they work yeah. when you buy them um i think it'd be cool to actually see some of these games since they do they are getting delayed all the time what if assassin's creed was just a february game from now on you know yeah i feel like everything yeah. has to happen in november and i know it's because of sales and that's when they're the highest but does it have to be like i feel yeah. like you can still sell a lot of games in other months of the year totally it's also like it's the worst time of the year like weather wise unless you're in australia and then it's probably fire spider season or something. <laughs> uh, i mean like it's a it's the time of year when it's probably best for there to be games that keep you inside yeah. like the yeah. fact that the fact that The Witcher is coming out in the summer makes me really, really sad because <laughs> I'm gonna. It's gonna be like nice out. It's gonna be yep. beautiful California sunshine. People Let's go to the park. No. Have garden terrace parties or whatever they do. Terrace parties. Terrace ter- parties. Terrace. <laughs> oh, oh. You know, garden terrace. Garden terrace. Like a lovely, like a I don't know, like a little patio or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna be like, I want to do that, but. Instead, I'm going to fight this thing with antlers and try to have sex with a mermaid. Um, so that's my 2015 and prediction. Is I'm going to try to Witcher three. I'm going to try to have sex with the mermaids. Yeah. Max, to be fair, you, that's the kind of stuff I've seen you do at garden parties anyway. You get liquored up and try to have sex with a mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Fight hey, the fountains into me. 
<laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Max, get out of the fountain. Whoa! <laughs> um, do you guys think uh, the PS4 will have a price drop this year? Yeah, I think it has to. Does it? Because I think Microsoft is going to have a price drop this year. I think Again? That's, really? I don't think that's going to have... I don't, first of all, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Second, I, mean, I, I don't really know if have, that, have like, much of an effect. I guess that... You know what? I think because Microsoft already did have yeah. that price drop, they're now... Well, they're what, 350 450 No, they're both 400 They're both $400. I think if Sony can lower it to 350 they will have that edge over Microsoft again. Yeah. And that's huge. Yes, yeah. that's true. Especially yeah. rolling into holiday season. Totally forgot Microsoft already dropped the price. Yep. Because they did it temporarily and then not, not temporarily. Just kidding. Maybe it's dropped. Co-host the number one Xbox podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the, the fun thing about that, not to sort of harp on them, uh, but they, they brought the price back up and then dropped it back down again, which means there was like this weird month where you could just lose $100 in the store. <laughs> For no, like, you say, sorry. And you're like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, like, what did I do? Yeah. You told me to buy your thing, so I did, and now you lied to me. Why did you We talked about that on Unlocked. I think it was like, it had to be a legal thing where they promoted it as a temporary sale of 350 and then the, everyone, like, everybody believed that it would be permanent, except me. Yeah. And I was like, no way. They come back in January, they said it's temporary, they'll go back to $400 That's or 450 of, like, But then I think it had to be a legal thing where they couldn't have that price be the real price forever in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So they had to like bring it back up for two, three weeks, and then they could drop it again Law forever. talk with the see, Beyond Boys. Yeah. <laughs> see, I don't know like, who makes these rules. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like I, I'm Congress. a I'm Mr. Terrible. Target and Dr. Walmart. I, th- I think the scariest thing, I was talking to Brian about this earlier, the scariest thing is realizing that like, it, that the world does not make sense. Mm-hmm. That there are grown-ups who are incapable of making bad, good decisions sometimes, you know, yeah. and, and that somebody's going to be like, well, I could try to figure out how to work this out, but I'm going to take lunch instead. Yep. So. Adults like us, they wake up hungry and sad and they go, let's, tr- <laughs> let's drop the price of a console today. Yeah. So for you bright-eyed teens out there, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sort of feel like the the PS4 is kind of selling itself right now, and the value gets better yeah. every single day with PlayStation Plus and and the game library. But yeah. so I don't really know like what's what's their benefit of dropping. So the here's price? the thing: I'll jump. I'll drop this into my prediction or one of my predictions. Uh, I bet that PlayStation gets a price drop, but there it'll also kind of balance itself out because I think Morpheus is coming this year. You think so? Ooh. Yeah, that's a that's a big really big yeah. prediction. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we're anywhere near ready for that. Dude, Valve has a press conference this week during GDC about its VR thing. Like, so you think Morpheus, that's going to light Morpheus gonna light the at, fires under everybody? There is a Morpheus like keynote at GDC. There's a big panel. Yeah, Oculus. We're going to interview Shuhei Yoshida, so yeah. keep an eye out for that on IGN this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, I. It's going to be a big. I actually presence. totally agree with that. Uh, and I have no idea how much that thing's going to cost. And it will cost so damn much that if the PlayStation is not less money, it's going to be a hard sell for someone looking at a PlayStation 4 and looking at Morpheus to go, oh, I'm going to buy a $400 console and a $250 piece of hardware mm-hmm. or what whatever if Morpheus it Morpheus doesn't require a PS4? Holy sh- I never even thought about that. Yeah. Like, what if it just works with PC? What if it's kind of agnostic? You got to write down the, the, swear, the swear profanities? Yeah, because some, some of us want to run a tight ship. I'll tell you what. A, a tight, you got a sense a of tight ship, ship. As opposed to a, a Lucy. A Lucy ship? Lucy? What whatever. Saying? What does that mean? That's I don't, weird. I don't think this. <laughs> I don't think this. this what? Is tight ship? That's a phrase. A Lucy ship. What is a Lucy, Lucy ship? Get out of here. I love Get it Lucy out of your ship. systems. I don't think that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Valve's really going to be. I don't think this HTC Valve thing is going to like kind of make everybody. 
rush their things out. Like Oculus has Facebook no. money, and they're still not being yeah. like, here's everything. Like they're not ready to talk yet. They're just not. They don't know. There's no reason to rush these things out right now because no one knows what they are or what they could or should be. Like gamers do. We have an idea of that. Sure. But when Facebook bought Oculus, they weren't like, this is going to be great for games. They're, they were like, you can beam in yourself into your stepson's birthday party in a different time zone and, and be there, which is tragic yeah i mean valve's thing is developers this year like dev kits go out in december Mm -hmm. sometime in the holiday and if sony can be i don't know man like traditionally if you are first to market in something your console and your hardware sells better you want a stake bet no, I'm so deep in debt with bets right now. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was so he, many people Mitch so has much food. A crazy gambling addiction. What's wrong with you? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any debts right now. I think anybody. I owe McCaffrey like 45 in and out dinners. You're like a, a, a crappy you can't bounty even gamble hunter. with real, <laughs> real money. You're like <laughs> gambling with hamburgers, like like Wimpy from Popeye. Like. <laughs> who's that? Who's that bounty hunter that's covered in toilet paper? Dengar. Dengar. Dengar does not have a gambling problem. <laughs> he's got a bunch of weird emotional issues. <laughs> Because yeah, he looks he's like a, a little bit crazy, but he's not. He doesn't have a gambling problem. He looks like a street mummy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. he totally does look like a street. He mummy. doesn't have a gambling problem. If anybody's though. got a gambling problem, it's Bosk, who looks like a janitor lizard. <laughs> I love how you said. I said that he looked like he looked like he's covered in toilet paper, and you didn't get mad. But I said he has a gambling problem. <laughs> it's not canon. That's an issue. I mean, none of it's canon. He none might have a gambling anymore, problem yeah. now. I don't I mean, even. I didn't anyone watch, can make up Dengar's canon. I didn't watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> he they still lives with his parents. They had him played by Simon Pegg, and he. I don't know. That doesn't fit my canon. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is awesome. I never. I should. I should watch Dengar. That yeah. So I'm saying no Morpheus this year. Got it. And yes to Dengar having a gambling problem. Stop, yeah. Stop saying that. <laughs> Max I love says Dengar. yes to <laughs> Dengar being a good guy, but yes to him living with his parents. Dengar's a renegade. Wait, how do we all feel about Morpheus? What's, what's, what's the, the Beyond email Nanaru. address? You can send your Dengar beyond thoughts email. to Beyond. Beyond, De- <laughs> <laughs> beyond <that> shit. <laughs> Unbelievable! Is there an email.com? Beyond at email.com. Somebody owns it. We're having Rich a weird. Yeah. We're having a weird t- day today. So how, do we, how do we? How do we feel about Mitch saying Morpheus this year? I think uh, I agree 100. percent Really, Max? Yeah. Whether and I think literally days after this podcast goes up, uh, it'll be announced. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose a free stake. I apparently. think that Sony is gonna be wary with that because they just recently kind of backed out of PC hardware and TVs. Yeah. And yeah. I think that if they drop Morpheus without it being fully integrated into PS4 and the kind of the PSN stuff that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, they, like, if this is an Xperia play type of situation where they're like, one team is kind of working on the outside and yeah. they haven't really kind of meshed it into their, their full game plan, it could be really bad. Yeah. And I think that VR is such a Wild West type of thing that you really have to let somebody else make the first move. And I don't think it's going to be like the Samsung Gear. Is that, does that hit market yet? Is that out? Uh, I don't think so. No, That's like, so. yeah, yeah. No, like, nothing really is. Yeah. Like, I think that I think that somebody I think that Samsung's probably gonna rush that to market. Like I think they're gonna try to yeah. take the plunge first and it's gonna sorta kinda work, but not quite. And I think that Microsoft's also got their weird thing with the AR the sort of half VR, half AR. HoloLens. Oh yeah, HoloLens. Yeah. Not the Illumin Room. Which sounds like a, a cool band that like 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 a sexy hipster lady from Montreal would be in or something, <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> Did you know the code name of this thing? Because it. it sounds way more like what you're talking about. Fortaleza. See? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very rust. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're opening right. for the knife this, this yeah. fall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Those are predictions. Yeah. Those were good. I didn't cry at all that whole section. Oh, I'm so proud well, of do you. you. Do you historically cry during predictions? <laughs> oh, here's one. Yeah, Fallout 4. was a disaster. <laughs> oh, Fallout yeah. 4. Great. That's an easy one. Yeah. yeah Fallout 4. Can I take yeah. another maybe easy one? Yeah. Uh, I think Sony Bend is rebooting Siphon Filter. Whoa. Do you think we're going to hear about it at E3? Whoa. 
because we haven't we haven't heard from Ben in so long. They yeah. did two amazing uh, siphon filter games on PSP. Those were really that good. sort of rebooted the franchise. Yeah, they sold really really well, especially for PSP games. Mm-hmm. Brought in the PS2, uh, like during the dying days of that console. We haven't heard a thing about siphon filter yeah. for like however Gabe. long. Where's Mr. Logan? Gabe Logan, classic Gabe Logan. Yeah, uh, the Logan. That's an awesome franchise that just kind of went away. Yeah, totally. for no reason. Yeah. Bring it back. Good Logan. Right. What next, Marty? We're going to be moving on. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about that Metal Gear Solid Five news that you were all excited about. News? Well, it's not really news. It's Did news someone of... say news? Did someone say news? I don't get this joke. <laughs> it's not. I don't even know what it is. It's a ghost that tells <laughs> yeah, us I, the news. I'm, I understand that there is a news ghost. I That's all you really need to know is there's a ghost oh, okay. of the so, news. So you understand that there's a news ghost, but everything else about it confuses you. Yeah. Got it. It's that like, makes no it's sense like the go- Well, it's someone the died, and then they came back as a ghost, and the... They have the news with. Is them. there a yeah. news ghost hunters television show, or are there a news ghost busters? You can't kill or bust the ghost. You don't yeah. know that. I it's do a, know it's that. A, it's not a vengeful ghost. Because you would know. I don't know anything about this ghost. He's a he's a good he's a good ghost, except okay. for when he has bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Another studio. What, what do we know closing. about this? What do we know about this Metal Gear Solid news? <laughs> we know. Uh, we know that we're revealing it. Yeah, this uh, is awkward. Yes. So if you come back to IGN uh, March fourth, that's Wednesday. At 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, Ooh. 2 p.m. Jimita, 1 a.m. Ait. <laughs> and that's on March Australian 5th. Australian Eastern Time. In the that future, uh, we are revealing some pretty major Phantom Pain news. What uh, could it be? Along with a special message from uh, Hideo Kojima himself. Heard of him? uh, yeah. News Ghost is up early that day. News g- <laughs> it's going to be a. Yeah, Weird. it feels I don't like I don't even know what to say here. Yeah. I you mean know? you can't we can't really say it. No. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> pretend like you don't know what it is. Yeah. I have scissors sixty one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh I am uh, I'm super kind of super excited for this game. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I'm I'm it it's really at this point it's that and, and Witcher Three and it like makes me a little bit angry to have my PS4 in my house because I'm like I I just I want a new thing you know I want a new big giant thing that I yeah. get sucked into and just fall head over heels for and I'm yeah. just like I want to go home and play this like I want to leave my job and just go home and just get my girlfriend mad at me because I'm playing Sneaky Snakes and the <laughs> Sleep Jeep Sleep Jeeps <laughs> yeah. yeah so actually we should talk about Sleep Jeep because yeah. we can't really talk about anything else related to Metal Gear Solid yeah. Can we talk about Stealth Horse? Uh, stealth Horse is that's going that's to be a coming thing. eventually coming yeah. soon. Okay, um, I think it's, it's going cool. to be called there horse. were no stealth horse. horse course. Horse course was not so available to us. Mitch and I, I don't think a lot of people know this. We should probably find a link for this somewhere. But Mitch and I went we collaborated to, once upon a time. Yeah, when I was still with Destructoid, and Mitch was uh, st- still here because he is still here, uh, and we were very drunk in Japan <clears> at the first Ground Zeroes uh, press event, and we were like, "Hey, Konami representatives, we're not allowed to capture footage of this game, correct?" And they're like, "That is correct." And they're like. We're like, what about audio? Could we record ourselves playing this game only on audio? And, and they like, said, "We're weirdos." How? <laughs> so why they were just that? like, "Why?" And everyone else is like eating dinner, and we're just like, "Can we continue playing the game and record ourselves?" So we have a forty-minute. Oh, no, no, no! You missed a step. They said, "Yeah, you can totally do that, but y'all gotta finish this bottle of vodka first. Did that they was say like that. that. <laughs> See, <laughs> they had vodka there. Yeah, was it? I thought yeah, it was Suntory hit- whiskey. I don't, I don't we got, we got drunk on, on Konami booze, and then we decided to do a Let's Play with no video component, which was really weird because we sort of – you can't really do that when it's a stealth – it's a sneaky yeah. game, you know? But Were you guys the, describing what was happening yes, on screen? Yes, sort of, and then okay. we talked about Game of Thrones for a bit. It's surprisingly awesome. You should totally go find um, our Sleep Deep podcast. But basically the goal of, our, so of our Let's Play was to try and tranquilize a man and put him in a Jeep. 
and then drive the Jeep off the cliff. Right. That was the goal of Sleep Jeep. And we're really eager to have that, this many other dumb things we can do with mm-hmm. with Phantom Pain. You know, I think Horse we'll Course would be a good one. There'll probably be uh, goat, goat Boat. Goat Boat. Yeah. So can you, in this game, tranquilize a man and put him in a Jeep and drive it off a cliff? We did indeed accomplish yeah, the goal so, of Sleep I mean, Jeep. Yeah, it's Ground Zeroes. Great. But, but, I mean, we don't know if that's returning. It just seems like a weird way to kill somebody. These are the sort of sandbox <laughs> opportunities available to you, Also, Brian you know what would be awful is waking up from sleep and being falling off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Being like, wow, I'm so glad that guy let me live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Sleep Jeep. I mean, that's like... Uh, yeah, that's like how they how they frame that dude in Enemy of the State, where they like they just they like tranquilize, they drug him, and they put him in a car, and they put like pills all over the car, and they push the car in a lake, and they're like, oh, he was probably drunk on pills and something. <laughs> he, went, he drove off this cliff, and all I remember and then we run away. We're like, Haha, it was a clever trick by us. <laughs> all I remember from that movie was a camera that zoomed in on a penny. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. Is that the same movie? I don't think that Enemy is. Enemy of the State? No. That's Enemy of the State? I was thinking of the Blink-22 I think you're, think, you're thinking of Under Siege 2. Was, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is a Steven oh. Seagal movie about a train. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe. Was okay. it not on a boat again? Did he like Marty, switch what's, careers? What's next on this? Uh, <laughs> we're going we're to talk about Batman because he's rated, for the first time ever in video game history, he's rated M from a 2. Are we also going to talk about why there is a giant arrow pointing to Max I on your print, paper? I printed, I printed now this off to Brian. Of, if you print something off of IGN.com, this is what happens. Well, what really is that weird. video? very strange. No, I don't know what the arrow is. Apparently that's the, uh, that's oh, that's the, the next video. story. That's the next, yeah. the next video. Okay, link. it doesn't work like that. Um, so yeah, Rocksteady's confirmed uh, that Arkham night when it releases on June 2nd will be rated M. Okay, a couple things about this. Yeah. They confirmed it. This is not by way of ESRB. Correct. Yeah. Like, usually we'll have ESRB listings show up and it's like, yeah, apparently there's you can see a single breast in this game. And, and, and everyone's like, whose breast is it? Or like, you know, there's a <laughs> a, a horribly graphic scene where involving a, a, a dildo. And they're like, whoa, Saints Row, it's doing it again. Or what, you know, and we're, we're like, okay. <laughs> in this case, they're like, we're getting an M rating. And it's like, you are... You are marketing your game is yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And the other thing that they're saying that they're, they're not, not saying is uh, more moms know who Batman is than who care about ratings. Like Totally. Basic, I think that pretty much they were like, can we make this gritty and violent like the Batman comics and movies totally are all the time constantly? Yeah. And DC was like, screw it. You guys have earned your earned your right to go nuts. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a weird – it's a weird thing though because more moms probably assume that Batman isn't M-rated. So they're just going yeah, to the exactly. store and buying their kid this No, I mean, I think, they're, I think they're betting with... I mean, Batman has been around literally since six months before World War II started. Yeah. Like, Batman is older than your grandfather. Yep. Uh, ESRB ratings, they they sort of redesign their logos every few years, and they yeah. kind of, people sort of yeah. kind of get them. Maybe a mom, mom has a rule, but they don't really understand the, the setup sure. there. Yeah, I think <laughs> the fact that it's Batman... It's yeah. going to trump the fact that it's rated M. Yeah. Entirely. So I have, I have two things. And the first, th- the first thing is, do you guys think this is a good thing? Like, does this benefit Arkham, whatever it I mean, is, I'm, at like, all? So we have some quotes here from Sefton Hill, who's the game director, and I like what he said, because he said, from our point of view, we never wrote it or made it with a rating in mind. We never did that with the previous two games. We just felt that this story this story was a story we wanted to tell. <laughs> so I like that they weren't like, well, let's make it bloody. Right. Which um, isn't even necessarily what it is. And my second point was going to be, I would wager that there's some event in that script that necessitates an M rating. Like, I would assume something horrifying happens yeah. to Gotham. Yeah, our theory, obviously, is that it's it's 
one of the main villains does something horrible to a like, good character. Well, know? I think it would be the city, right? Like, Scarecrow is trying to destroy Gotham. They are evacuating the city. I would assume there will be, like, some kind of mass like a, like killing a event. Yes. Or something. Yeah. Like, Scarecrow releases gas, kills thousands of civilians, and yeah. it's something that is, like, really awful, but not explicitly violent or gross in a way that, like, uh, GTA is. I wasn't is. aware that the ESRB had any like taste in, in context. I, I feel like I feel like they'd be like, gas isn't right. violent, you can't see it. <laughs> you know, they're like, if you use a, a crowbar to break someone's back, then maybe that's an M rating. Yeah. You know? But they've been, like, even if you look at Halo games, they've been mature since the first one. It's like, yeah. oh, you mm-hmm. shoot at the purple alien and green goo came out. Yeah. It's an M rating. really weird. Um, yeah. So I, don't, I don't know why the, the Batman games weren't M rated before this, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing. It's like, it's slow motion of you, like, punching people in the head and either or, like, causing them brain damage yeah. or just murdering Hitting, them. Yeah. Guys get, a guy hits you in the head with a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is bad. Streets of Rage should be. Yeah. 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 But it's also like they're going for real they're going for really gritty realistic graphics, yeah. you know. Like this yeah. So when this whole story just grosses me out honestly, like cuz it's like that the, they're saying like the story we're telling is from our perspective we didn't want to it's like well the story you're telling is is a is this kind of meta narrative that your your PR people have kind of cobbled together. Like yeah. I, the fact that they are announcing this ahead of an, an ESRB rating really just grosses me out cuz they're like they're basically being like they said it's gritty, not us. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they said it's real violent. We just want to tell our story. And mm-hmm. it's like, I I respect that, but it's like, yeah, exactly. These games, they're, it's such a totally Dumb, nebulous thing. Like, yeah, it's, and I don't know if, like, part of me is, like, looking into Batman Pass and being like, oh, well, what if they adapt, like, what if they adapt Nightfall and, like, the Batman yeah. you play as gets his back broken in this super, you know, messed up scene and then you end up playing as a different character for the second half of the game. Does that, or, does that, does that constitute an M rating when someone breaks their back? Because no, because Batman's shooting. breaking arms and legs. All yeah, the, like, then there's an M rating every fight in the, la- in the sure. last three. Yeah. But, then yeah. there was, but then the other, th- I think Mitch and I brought up in a conversation was like, well, like, comics have gone, the Batman comics have gone to places oh, like The yeah. Killing Joke. Like, yeah. are oh they going to Yeah. They're brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, I don't, I can't imagine, like, sexual violence in the game, like in The Killing Joke, but, no. um, yeah, I don't know. I'm Especially since that plot line's technically already happened in that Yeah, because she's already in she's already a paralyzed. wheelchair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll obviously find out more uh, leading up to June. Yeah. In its, yeah. In its release. And hey, we're still talking about it, so there you go. Yeah, they won. Well, you know what, tell me about... You know what else is rated M? Far Cry? Mietis. Mietis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rated M for Mietis. Uh, wow. Mitch, you liked Far Cry. Yeah. Brian, you liked Far Cry. I loved Far Cry. How do you feel about the, uh, the mythical snow ape, the Yeti? It's pretty like, Otherwise known as the in, snow angel? In the game or in, <laughs> in real life? I mean, I, either or one. In, in fake real life where Yetis exist? I don't know. But on, on March 10th, the Yeti ad is coming. The Valley of Valley the Yetis. Valley of the Yetis. Which so you and I have maintained Yeti. since we saw the announcement of this that Troy Baker is the voice of the Yeti, Yeti doing the, the hand finger thing on the front of it, yeah. just mm-hmm. like Pagan Min. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marty and I are like, what if he's Troy Baker? What if he's Troy Baker? Yeah, no, I think this look. I think this looks awesome. Uh, we. It's weird that we, we saw this so long ago. Like... They they showed this this concept art, or I guess yep. it was final art or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then it's been so long. Like they've, they, there's been DLC for Far Cry, but it's mostly been multiplayer maps and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Um, which like honestly, I get why people get into those. It didn't really grab me. I, I didn't re- really feel like Far Cry Four had this that sort of open world multiplayer everyone wanted it to have. No, it, it was, was better than three though. Totally, and it, but it was like smaller, more like intimate mission based yeah. stuff. Um, I think I think 
DLC on this uh, on this of this caliber for a game like this is exactly what it needs. Yeah, like they've gotten there. Far Cry Four to me was only held back by when the story tried to take itself too seriously. Yep, um, and actually. It, when it it was also held back when it went too ridiculous, I felt like the the Shangri La drug mission stuff. Like I didn't mind Shangri La, just because it was such a fascinating, interesting, different place. It was for, it was beautiful. Like see, it was really cool to look at. See, like, for me, it made the, no sense there. Yeah, yeah. but the, the less interesting stuff for me, like when the story didn't grab me, is when it was like Yuma's got you on drugs and everything's so crazy and weird. Yeah, yeah, I. So that my whole thing with that is I Far Cry 3 is one of my favorite games ever, you know, and in 4 stays pretty close to it. I mean, it's, it's they added some stuff mechanically. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't, it's much prettier. It looks it looks way better. I mean, you could probably put Far Cry 3 on current-gen consoles and it would, like, it would look on par, I would mm-hmm. say. Sure. Uh, the thing I loved about Far Cry, though, is that it was basically was like a really racist Mountain Dew commercial. Like, it was, it <laughs> was like 3. a dude named Jason Brody who literally would level up and get new tribal tats for doing the most extreme stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was so completely just like, it was so like, like culturally tone deaf, but also totally absurd. Yeah. And I really liked that. Like, it was like, it was like the really awkward kid who occasionally does stuff to be funny in class but doesn't really know what he's doing like he doesn't it's not like the class clown it's more like well it's like me when I was in high school and I'd do stuff that was like totally inappropriate for school and everyone would be like oh my god what are you doing and then the second I would try too hard everyone would be like just stop it you're embarrassing yourself Mm -hmm. and that's what 4 was I'm glad you grew out of that yeah sorry Um, (laughs) but I mean like 4 was like 4 was uh, it, it just it played so hard to that like like college dorm room like poster type attitude, you know. You're really? like, oh man, you're doing drugs. You're doing drugs, and this is about politics, man, and like a revolution. Those two the girls are they, kissing in black like, and white. The fact that they had like a French street artist <laughs> who did all of the, um, all of the graffiti. Yeah, it was all over. That didn't make any sense. That had no place in that world, but not in a way that was like kitschy or it was. It was like here's a cool thing. And it, I no, mean, I'm I'm totally with you. I actually like I, I avoided a lot of those missions as long as I could until they basically said you have to play these missions. Yeah, like with those two guys who were basically Terrence and Philip, <laughs> <laughs> like those those cartoon pods. Yogi and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yogi terrible. Or the worst it's characters like a super in video games. Fun game, and yeah. I think that like sorry to get off the track, but I think the Yetis is it's kind of sort of trying to do the Blood Dragon thing. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And if they do not commit to that. It's going to be disappointing, but at the end of the day, we are still getting Yetis in Far Cry 4. Yeah, yeah which is awesome. Yeah. It's also, the DLC is doing a really smart thing where it's like, here's a map that is like one third of the size of the, the Far Cry 4 map. It's pretty big. It's in the Himalayas, which you didn't get to explore a ton. It's got Yetis, it's got these new enemies, it's got new weapons. Like, it's exactly what you want from a narrative DLC content. Yeah, and I wanted to add to that. I actually really like the setting a lot because the areas they put you in always felt like mini maps. It felt like you were playing almost any other first person shooter. Yeah. Like, it was just like, hey, we put a Call of Duty level on top of the snowy mountain to go fight a bunch of guys in basically a straight or winding road. Or you go left or right and, and then that's you it. And go then back around there. There wasn't way. much exploration. There wasn't a ton of grappling, really, or anything like that. There wasn't like helicopters, like all. All the other, all the stuff that you loved about about the world downstairs, yeah. you couldn't really do. You just felt like you were, like, and it, it sucked because it was such a beautiful open world game. Like, honestly, my favorite character in that game is the world. Yep. Like, it is the fact that there are, like, random enemy troops coming down the street at any given time that you can just hijack and kill and shoot. And there's animals attacking everybody. And I loved all that stuff. The second you actually got deeper and started to talk to people individually, I thought it sort of fell apart. <laughs> like. And yeah, I totally agree. A lot of the drug stuff was off off the rails and dumb. But 
going, seeing this whole open world and then seeing these mountaintops and being like, I can go up there. And then going up there and being like, it's yep. a mini map and I'll never find my way back here because this was <laughs> mission exclusive. Yeah. Like, there's no way to ever go back up there and like look for treasure or anything. Yeah, like that was that. a bummer. It's a yeah. bummer. So if they're, if they're pulling that back a little bit and giving us a larger open world area to fight yetis, hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Are we going to fight the yetis or will they be friends? Will I would assume yetimies, you can only romance the yetimies. Yetimies. Damn it, beat me to it. I was like, I, I like that. Okay. Yeah, are we yeah I hope we can fight them. I hope they throw rocks and stuff like that and break trees in half. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Eat dogs. I love how the tr- <laughs> I love how when you're in the helicopter, the trees would sway away yeah. from you. Yeah. yeah, that was one of those things where I just like stopped it and would just stare at the screen and be like, this yeah. is beautiful. And cool. I love that adorable whistling noise it made when it got too high. It was like, wee, wee, wee. Yeah. That was you guys ever, like that was like your low low health in, in Zelda. Like, yeah. It was just an yeah. annoying noise, and you're like, Thanks. why am I, why why am I playing this, this yeah. thing? Or like the last sixty seconds of any Katamari Damacy level. Well, that, that's what yeah. I. It's what I really loved about that game was just how uh, it. You, I mean, you describe it as a college poster, but I think one of the most adorable things about it was how janky it was. Like it was just like rough around the edges, and not technically, just like. Like your helicopter had duct tape and stickers on it, and yeah. your guns were kind of crappy at the beginning of the game. And like, man, you, went, you, you should w- play Far Cry too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, you, you'd go to people's like houses and stuff like that, and there's just like rickety, and there's like garbage on the floor. And like, I, I don't know. That was kind of cool to see this world that was cobbled together by crap they found in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> now you can fight yetis. Now you can fight yetis. Um, <clears throat> moving on from yetis, sadly, uh, the Spring Fever sale. Is live on PSN. Spring uh, fever! Power! Don't yeah. get sick because the trees are changing! Yeah. St. Patrick's yeah. Day! <laughs> yeah. Daylight savings! The lion becomes a lamb! <laughs> Easter! As like, so all of a sudden it gets like really religious. Died <laughs> <laughs> for all the day he rose! Spring fever! <laughs> Give it up for Lent! So what's, uh, <laughs> what are uh, what, uh, yeah? What do we got? So the big thing about this is that uh, the the spring sale is tied to just weekly amazing releases on PSN. They're like, all so the next good. Month of PSN is incredible. So the, is this sort of their like? They're it's sort of like Summer of Arcade yeah, was yeah. back in the day. Um, That's exactly what I was going Also, for. all of these things, if they're on multiple <clears throat> consoles, they're all cross-buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so this week, uh, we have Helldivers for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Vince People are really high on that now. game. Yeah, Vince is having a great I don't know what it is. Uh, it is a top-down, four-player, cooperative shoot-em-up. Cooperative? Cooperative. Hanging with Mr. Cooperative. What you just described is the most boring video game of all time. What? What? What I play Dota. What a is top it? down yeah. cooperative. What's like the good point? What's like the hook though? I don't know. You dive into hell. I haven't played it yet. All right. It seems cool. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's great. It's a hard is... game where you use your friends to shoot a guy. All right. Um, good enough. Yeah, that's uh, I'll play it's two dollars that. off. It's normal price if you have a PlayStation Plus, so it's eighteen bucks. Uh, next week is Hotline Miami Two. Wrong yes. number. Yes. Also crossed by PS3, PS4, Vita. So good. If yep. you don't know anything about Hotline Miami, we did this for uh, one of the IGN first during the Hot Games of 2015. Yeah. Uh, go check out my preview. Game is really cool. Yeah. So what's uh, new in this game? Uh, it's a totally new story, new levels. Everyone was like worried it was going to be an expansion pack, but it's mm-hmm. like now you have every level is about a different person, and they all have different skills. Some levels have different people, so you can be like, I want to be the goose man who I control. There's like two of them, and one of them has a chainsaw, and one of them has a gun, and I control them at the same time. Oh, the yeah. goose men. Another one might be fists only. Another one might start with a machine gun or a shotgun, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's also like a uh, noticeably different aesthetic. Like <clears throat> the first one was, was it supposed to be 1989, I think? Yeah. yeah. And then this this one is like 91, Early so it's 90s. Like much more like the 90s. The story, it exists, yeah. like Hotline Miami, the events of Hotline Miami exist in the world of Hotline Miami 2. Yeah. And yes. like people have, it's almost 
has become a pop culture thing. Yeah, you've, yeah, got, like, you've got the character that's you're playing as like a guy who was inspired, or like a movie that's inspired by like the killings in the first one, yeah. or people who were like copycat killers who were inspired by. Yeah, it. cool. Yeah, it's got yeah. a lot to do with like everything a, you're doing is a film. There's a level editor. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you can sweet. make your own yeah, stuff. Yeah, Hotline Miami was one of my favorite games of the last generation. Me too. If you haven't played that, please go play that. Yep. It is so good. Yeah. Some or of the just best, sold out for two, I guess. Some it's of the best perfect. video game music in the world. Perfection. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, week after that, Jamestown Plus is coming to PS4. Nice. It's a uh, shooter, right? Like yep. a ship shooter? Ship shoot him up. A chip shooter, yeah. A ship him up. A ship him up. Uh, on the 24th, Metal, uh, Metal Slug 3 is coming to PS4, PS3, and Vita. Oof. On the 31st, Axiom Verge is coming. We talked nice. about that game. Hold on. Um, hold on. We're going to play really Metal, Metal Slug 3. Slug? Is that the one where you <clears throat> fight the big lobster hermit crab that has a tanks on it? Probably. That's okay. like that every right. Metal Slug. Moving on. <laughs> Do you like Metal Slug? I don't. Uh, all I associate Metal Slug with is bowling alleys. And the most annoying arcade machine in our... Uh, cafeteria. Oh, yeah. So okay, here's uh, Metal Slug's great though. So yeah. we've got a, we've got a Neo Geo machine and right next to the Walking Dead pinball machine, and oh. they are right in the hallway by the snack machines at IGN. And I love this because they are constantly just screaming in pain. <laughs> yeah. One of them's like, <laughs> and the other one's like, <laughs> and they're just, just guys on, on fire and zombies getting yeah. shot. And, and then you hear horrible. like the Walking Dead theme, which through those speakers sort of sounds like the Harry Potter music meets like the Game of Thrones <laughs> theme, yeah. and you're just like, what? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I like we have weird jobs. We have really weird jobs. Yeah. But and yeah, in our in our lunch, I'll go in there for coffee. And the the Metal Slug game, it you know, it has the attract mode, which is just a demo that runs when no one's playing it, right? Uh, but it's just uh, arcades. If you've ever owned if you've ever owned one, you've probably only heard them in the context of an arcade. <laughs> they are the loudest machine. It's a it's a screaming vertical coffin in the corner of your home. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this this game particularly, Metal Slug is just like. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and the next to it is the Walking Dead game. And my favorite thing about the Walking Dead game is that it makes this really loud, very dark, audible barking noise once an hour. But it's it's not like I a rough, rough. It's just like it sounds like someone stepped on a small dog's <laughs> left paw. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I'll be across the office talking to somebody. I'll look up and be like, "Someone step on a dog's. Is it t- someone step on a dog's tail? Is it hurt?" And it's just weird. So yeah, yeah. Metal Slug's a great game. You should check it out. It's, it's, great, it's a great. It's a great thing to have on a machine you can turn off. Yeah, if you get the game, just yeah. leave the track mode on in your house. Put it on as loud as possible. Yeah. Wait for people to come that's by. A, that's a fun one. Though. Like, yeah. like I wish they would, I always wanted toys, like little toys for Metal Slug, little yeah. vehicles I could get in. Little cute, you know, yeah. little garbage cans. It's, if with if you've never played any of the Metal Slug whatever. games, there. They're like way more cartoony, but even more violent contras. They're so it's so they're also they're so, pretty. so pretty. Yeah. yeah. They're they're like hand animated 2D uh action games with mild platforming where you just basically run from left to right and murder giant machines. They're also yeah. hard as heck. Dogs. I want, yeah, they're really difficult. I want toys like that that are like the old Exo Squad toys where you get like a little oh, man, man, man with the giant spider walker yeah. things yeah. and yeah. stuff. They're Those things are so some cool. of the right. some of the coolest sprite work. Yeah, uh, in yeah. video games, period. Mm-hmm. Super gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, on the 31st is Axiom Verge. We talked about that game uh, the other Last week. week. Yeah, yeah Great, that's the game sort really of modeled cool after we're, um, the original Metroid. We're, they're actually bringing it. We're having a, like an indie mixer tonight, tonight yeah, at the office in IGN. Yeah. They're bringing that by. It's also going to be a pack, so if you're there, you can play it there. Totally. And it's uh, it's going to be crossed by with the Vita version, but the Vita version will not be out on the 31st. Okay. Um, so you get it, but not immediately. Exactly. One guy is making it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's the so, same case. So be nice to him. That cross by is the same case uh, the week after that, the 7th of April. Bastion is coming to PS4. Nice. Uh, one of, I love that. One of my favorite summer of arcade games, if you haven't played that. That's the first time yeah. it's coming to a Sony console because it never came to PS3. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Wow. So if you haven't played Transition Bastion, was PS4 yes, exclusive. Yeah. Which is weird 
because it came to iOS. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah. weird. Uh, yeah, if you played Transistor, this is sort of the uh, spiritual pe- uh, prequel to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 14th of April, Titan Souls, Ooh. which is another game we've been stoked for. My uh, God, it's uh, so good, you guys. by PS4 and Vita. Yeah, so Titan Souls is... It's like just it's like Shadow of the Colossus meets Zelda kind of, but like yeah. super. But it's only hard. the boss fights. Yeah, it's yeah. just this big arena full of different bosses you got to fight. Really amazing bosses. You sort of have your only attack is to like shoot an arrow, and then you have to collect the arrow every time. If you miss, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's all one shot kills. You and the enemy. Wow. Like I played through the. I played like eight of their bosses, and every single one yeah. was super inventive and clever and challenging. Yep. Yeah, it has this great like. Uh, top down like pixel art look. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You feel like a yeah. god every time you win. Totally. Yeah. So I actually, um, when I was when I was at Destructoid, I made a I made a weird deal with um, with Devolver Digital where they would they would send us one, a build of their game and a bottle of liquor that was somehow sort of related to that. Uh, they sent us these like a pairing, if you will. Yeah, it was sort of like here's the theme drink for your for your thing and try to do, play it. And uh, we got sent this like incredibly heavy like ale of some sort or like a mead, I think, and. It was like have us have some of that every time you die in Titan Souls. And I was playing with my buddy Bill, and we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this." And we're like live streaming this. We got wrecked, <laughs> and then we somehow like before we got wrecked, we were just dying repeatedly, and then we somehow beat two of the bosses mm-hmm. while like just blind drunk. <laughs> and I do not know how we did that. Well, I've I've talked about this in the office with uh, Sam Claiborne, who's like one of our resident old school arcade guys. He's got like twelve arcades in his house, so his house is probably really loud. <laughs> yeah, um, it just sounds like a bunch of people stepping on dogs' feet. Every time I look at the Walking Dead machine, Sam has the like hood up and he's inside, and I'm like, "Is anybody even playing this?" Or you just no, you have to fix it in five minutes. But yeah. he always talks about this sort of like, uh, and if you don't, if you're underage and don't drink yet, you know, don't worry about that. Uh, and if you're overage and you don't like to drink, you're I don't judge you either. You're great. But if you do drink, there's this magical sort of moment when. When you're playing video games where you get awesome you're just perfect yeah and then it totally collapses yeah. yep. and it's this beautiful like skateboard ramp that just leads into a volcano <laughs> yeah the, uh, the end of the skateboard ramp for for titan souls was we hit a boss that we couldn't beat or and we tried to play hotline miami and i couldn't beat the tutorial <laughs> yeah like, nice. yeah. And then I put on. I literally started putting on like Britney Spears songs on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was like, turn off this live. And that is like, that ah. is the very, very bottom of the volcano. Yeah, <laughs> that's speaking maybe of, one more time. of skateboards. Isn't Ali Ali out this week? Uh, oh my god, Ali Ali yeah. two is supposed totally to. I have a code in my inbox. Yeah. I think it's out this week. Not, Hold on, Marty, get through the last week. We're not of out the, there. Uh, the last week, the twenty uh, first of April is uh, Shovel Knight PS4, nice. PS3, Vita, Crossbuy, Kratos. It's got some Kratos. If you have one of the best games of last year. Yeah, uh, that game's freaking. Do we know incredible. how Kratos yeah. is implemented into that game? Is he a boss? No, he's probably angry. I think he's playable. I think he's the uh, he's. It, it's sort of like a swap with the main character. Interesting. So okay. instead of a shovel, I, I don't know if he uses maybe His, like a skull dead family. or like a, a woman that <laughs> 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 he hates because he's angry at everyone constantly. Yeah, you know, they had that code to... where it would just replace all nouns with butts. It's just that, but with Athena. Yeah. Athena. Yeah, Shovel Knight's an excellent game if you haven't played it. Got it. I'm, I'm so excited for people on PlayStation who haven't tried that I'm game I'm looking yet. forward to that. I'm yeah. on Vita. Yeah. There's also going to be, uh, throughout all those weeks, PlayStation Plus sales on uh, games that are already out and movies that are already out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Example. They haven't gone in, de- in depth, but each oh. week is set to a different franchise. Oh, cool. So Assassin's Creed, God of War, Batman, Dragon Age, GTA, Call of Duty. So awesome. Expect some of that. So that was Spring Savings. Spring Savings. Spring Savings of Passion. Savings of Money. the Fever. Well, what do we do here? I don't know what we do. We, uh, we, get, we get salaries. Yeah. We have uh, so we have a couple more Somehow. segments, and then we're going to bring on. We're going to do a, a Yankee swap of the cast Whoa. because we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, we're bringing on Caleb and Zach, who joined me uh, in Tokyo 
uh, a couple weeks ago for the Bloodborne IGN first. We're going to sort of talk about now that's done. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to rap about it. Nice, like, post more heart like, to heart, like Wu Tang, yeah, like uh, hip hop artists, <laughs> yeah, like genuine and juvenile. And, beautiful and beautiful. Should we uh, should we talk about the uh, essentials first? Or <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, we have two essentials so far. Jared brought Bushido Blade. I added Katamari Damacy. Oh, like Max. a PlayStation essential. Yes, we're building the list of the ah, fifty essentials. This I'm gonna is, add I one. This is awesome. I forgot this about this. I'm going to add one. Metal Gear Solid. Add a boy. One. Good man. Um, I don't know. How do you how do you preface this? It's for me. It was the first game that I played that made me go. This is doing something different, and I want to keep paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot think of a game that creates that that like believable, uh, that palpable of, a, of an environment. Like that game feels cold. The sound design in yeah. that game makes it feel like you're actually in Alaska. Totally, it's it's like being in a parking garage where you can see your breath. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the it's the biggest just like mosh pit of pop culture influences left and right. Uh, there's so much to learn about that game. Uh, and it's, I mean, fundamentally, it, it took kind of what Kojima was doing with, um, you know, the first the first couple Metal Gear games mm-hmm. and really just completely doubling down and really committing. And, uh, I mean, I think that that's, if if games like that hadn't been on the original PlayStation, we wouldn't be here talking about it. You know? it, that it, was, it also came at a time when devs were just trying to figure out how to use 3D, which was new, mm-hmm. in interesting and believable ways. And that game accomplished that in so many clever and yeah. interesting methods, right? Like, not only were you like, okay, I'm on this, I walk into a 2D plane, like, forward, left, back, right, whatever. You're doing that while evading guards, and then, oh, yeah. man, there's, like, a camera up there that I need to be aware of. There's a vent over there I can crawl into, and mm-hmm. I'm above these guys in this room that I'm going to go in later. Like, it just had such an amazing sense of place and space yeah. that felt real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though, it, like, in hindsight, it looks kind of goobery, and nobody's got any faces, and nobody's face moves. It still had production value that no other game did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's also one of those things. Like, the game is also an incredible puzzle game, which people don't really think yeah. about too much. Like, each encounter in the game is just created specifically so that it feels like this really smart puzzle with really great rules. The rules of well, this enemy has this cone of vision. As long as I'm outside that cone of vision, I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Or, unless there are claymores. <laughs> unless there are claymores. Yeah. Or this or is birds. If, if I tap, yeah, yeah. If I tap onto a wall, this person will hear me. And I know how he'll react. You remember to this. how? your mind blew the first time you like affected an AI guy. Like I knocked on the wall and a man responded and came to look. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, there was something very significant about that game because it was, it was something we, a lot of us had played on the NES mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're, we're, we're playing it in 3d and very, very few games were able to actually successfully navigate that transition. You know, like yeah. Zelda did it. Donkey Kong mm. didn't do it. Yeah. You know, uh, Contra didn't do it. Yeah. Oh my um, God. It's really it's, it's fascinating because it is it feels like sort of almost like a cinematic isometric. You know? Yeah, like it isn't it it kind of makes up its its own rules with with camera yep. angles. Yeah, and whereas you know at the same time you had something like well you know a couple years off, but um you know Resident Evil was all pre rendered backgrounds and yeah. uh sort of fixed camera angles and you're you're moving your guy around slowly. This had this like everything everything just felt like it was there and you could really totally. you could explore. Yeah. Um, Incredible boss battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, super memorable characters, memorable story beats. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I didn't, it's funny, I, I knew Metal Gear was a was a thing. I didn't, I never played it as a kid, though. I just, it never crossed my path because it was, came out when I was like, being born or whatever. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> oh, the original, I was like, <laughs> like, like Metal Gear Solid, I just remember being like, initially kind of being like, so it's like an army thing. And then just being like, this is like, uh, 
this is a Jerry Bruckheimer movie anime. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and they got Harry Gregson Williams to do the music. Yeah, who God. did Enemy of the State. Sure. You know, doing throwbacks here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember that scene where they zoom in on a penny? <laughs> 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 That's totally a scene in that movie. There's a camera that zooms in on a penny. You're thinking of Under Siege 2, which is about <laughs> Steven Seagal on a train. I think they zoom in on boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Just All show right. that satellites work well. That's yeah. usually what it is. It's like, yeah. the satellite works. Check out this penny and this boob. <laughs> we got to kill this guy. <laughs> All right. But, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an incredible, I, and I, it's, we had this discussion earlier. Are we allowed to have more than one Metal Gear on this list? Yeah. And, I mean, we'll okay, see where we go. Can we get through 50 without having two, three, and Peace Walker on this list? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to kill a guy, but yeah. it's going to be hard. Yeah. That's going to be the one person we kill Fight at the end death. of every episode. Break a pool cue in half and throw it on the table. Well, you have my vote. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Also, I'm really excited for the week someone brings a game to the table and we deny it. Uh, that'll be me. Yeah, <laughs> Mitchell, I've something. got so many games that people are gonna be like, re- "What?" You'll be like, Come "Dota on. 2. <laughs> not on, not on the Playstations. Uh, all right, so I guess we're we're wrapping up with you guys. Yeah. Do you want do you yeah. want to do the Twitter the Twitter shoutouts for these fools? Yeah. Well, uh, Mitch Dyer is Mitchy D. It's me. Is that right? Yeah. And then Brian Altano is Agent Bizzle. And uh, if you're going to PAX East in Boston. Brian, you're going to be there, right? I'm going to be there. Yeah, come to our live show. It's the we're doing a game of the generation or no, of the decade. Yeah, game, game of, of the decade, decade watch. watch. Generation might would be there all weekend, but the yes. game of the decade, uh, apparently we are f- halfway through a decade right now, which is which is really crazy, scary to right? think about. And terrifying. So, um, Marty, Mitch, Damon and Vince. Vince yeah. And myself will all get together and discuss what the best game in the last five years are. We're going to be at the Arachnid Theater at 1230. I just bust up my phone. I'm like frantically trying Sunday. to find it's it. You here, just knew. Maybe it's up here. <laughs> uh, we're also doing an IGN meet and greet. We're yep. going to have details about that soon. Check my Twitter. Check IGN. We're Twitter. actually going to have, t- in theory, two of them. Ooh, yeah. There's cool. a. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to figure out if we're going to have time to be at this event, but we are hosting uh, like IGN as an entity is working with 505 on the uh, Adrift event, which I'm trying to dig up yeah. details and for Adrift right now. Adrift is that, uh, it's this first-person game that's sort of like Gravity. It's yeah. like a first-person yeah. experience. You're an astronaut, you are in space, you're just yeah. trying to survive. Things go awry. Uh, if, you see, if you see us yell beyond, uh, come up, say hello, I'll give you a hug, we'll take a picture, and then yeah. we can you can we can we all party together and, yeah. and come to our shows. Yeah. So. And if you're in San Francisco, uh, the rest of us will be at GDC, yeah? Yeah. 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 And if you, tell us yeah. your favorite, if you see us, tell us your favorite enemy of the state moment. Yeah. Mine's when it zooms in on a penny. Mine is when... Uh, uh, J- Jason Lee has been filming geese. <laughs> Mine's when that was a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> so it took place on a train. All right. Thanks, guys. Beyond. 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 Okay. Beyond. We're going to be back in a minute. All right. With Bloodborne. And we're back. We did it. Joining us, Caleb Lawson and Zach Ryan. Why, why Why? are you guys here? Marty, you You guys all went to Japan together yeah. for IGN First Bloodborne. Yeah. We're here for the Bloodborns. Yeah, we, 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 we uh, gave birth to all the blood. Sick, dude. <laughs> uh, not until March 24th. Not until March 24th. Uh, but yeah, we, so we went to uh, we went to Japan early in uh, January. January. The three of us went. Uh, we visited From Software, the developers of Bloodborne, and uh, Sony uh, Japan Studios, mm-hmm. who are uh, helping with development and publishing. Uh, yeah, it was it was nuts. So everyone, this Zach, that was your first time in Japan. It sure was. Caleb has done a lot of Japan. She lived, lived, Japan. Sure lived there for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was our second time at From. Yeah, because we went last year as well for Dark Souls Two. Yeah. And Max, you've done Japan. You already talked. We you I talked actually, about I, the sleep I jeep. I ran into you guys when you were in Japan for Dark Souls because I was there for for Metal Gear. Oh, the sleep jeep. I forgot about that. Yeah, I totally jeep. forgot about that. Yeah, sleep jeep. Yeah. What Have you that? heard about the sleep jeep? Long story. No. Well, listen to this, listen episode, to this episode. Yeah. We talk about the sleep jeep. Um, okay. So yeah, what, what's your what are your guys' varying takes on the the Soul series and the and the different like what. 
Caleb, I know you're nuts about this. You're so yeah. I mean, like I, I, I speaking sh- of the microphone, Caleb, I should be nuts about this. Uh, I am nuts about this. I came into Dark Souls kind of from a weird way. Um, missed Demon Souls entirely. Mm-hmm. Like knew there was hype. Dark Souls came out like what a week or two weeks before Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, and I'd kind of already made a commitment. Or at least had in my head. So you know, I gave Dark Souls the the shot and realized that it was a cool thing that I probably would dig, and then forgot about it for about a year. Um, but so when Dark Souls Two came out, I, I was like, "Yes, I'm going to play it. I'm going to do it," and I did, and I loved it. And then I got up Drangliet Castle, so it's halfway. To- yeah, a little past halfway, and, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they announced it was coming out on PS4. So I'm like, "Nah, yeah. I'll wait." Yeah, that was that. It, that happened at a weird point because a lot of people. <clears throat> I know we're either like, well, I'm just going to wait for it to come out on PS4, or they got halfway through and we're like, oh, God, well, I guess now I'll just play the next gen version, uh, which again is coming out soon. The Scholar of the First Sin edition, uh, which has all the DLC and pretty graphics and new enemy placement and everything. Um, but yeah, so then when Bloodborne was revealed uh, back at E3, I mean, it had sort of that leak beforehand. Everyone has been losing their mind over it. Seriously. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as it came out, it was that first thing where it's like, okay, this is like, this is that next gen leap we were looking for. Like just in terms of visuals, in terms of the combat just being absolutely insane. Uh, from what we've heard about the online stuff with the chalice dungeons, which was sort of these procedurally generated uh, dungeons that you're able to beat and then sort of share with your friends and see who's the best at these at these uh, certain challenges. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was a I was a huge Souls fan going into this. Uh, it's, it's the combat for me that really sealed it, though. Like, yeah, that's the huge huge difference. Like regardless of the the art direction difference or just like the general aesthetic difference, mm-hmm. when you first saw that that fast paced combat, I mean, you know me, I'm like a big character action guy. Right? Sure, so sure. I love that that, that fast paced aggressive. Yeah, Bayonetta, Vanquish. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. You know, I mean, Dark Souls, I'm like sword and boarding, right? Yeah. You know, you're just every single movement is calculated. And with Bloodborne, you know, it has to be as well. Yeah. Just on a much faster pace. I don't know why. Yeah. Cool the me. term sword and board makes me laugh every time. I love it. I, that was the first time I've heard it, but that yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sword we had this yeah. kind of long running joke while we were in Japan. I'm not a Souls dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told the guys at Sony, I was like, yeah, yeah, it looks, looks cool, but I, I probably won't play it just because like, I've never really been that kind of guy. But I think just through the power of osmosis, having over, looked a lot of these videos that have gone up in the last month, I'm, like, sold. I'm definitely yeah. in. Are you sold? sold? So that's the thing about yes. working on, like, an IGN yes. first, right? Or working on a big a big exclusive where you actually have developer access, I feel like, is that we end up living sort of in that mindset sure. for, for, the, for the time that we're yeah. making the content. I couldn't yeah. really tell if I was being brainwashed or if it looks that awesome, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. it looks that awesome. Well, like, what I really like is I'm... Uh, this is sad. I haven't played any of the Souls games. I played, like, Demon's Souls it's for a minute. It's not that sad. It, me neither. It was, like, slamming my fingers in a cupboard door because like, yeah. I'm bad at games. And yeah. I, I, I kind of want to check out – I'm told that Demon Souls is the hardest one. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it was, like, the most obtuse in terms of its rules. Sure. Yeah. Well, was Dark Souls less obtuse because you played Demon's Souls or just because it was actually – Yeah. Obtuse? I mean, that's a, that's a good point. In Dark Souls, I just I ended up – I wrote the guide, literally the IGN guide for it. So I think it's just at a certain point it just clicked with me where it was like a Stockholm Syndrome where – I was like forced to spend this month sure. with this game, and by the end of it, I'm like, "No, I love you, Dark Souls." And yet, we're wow. playing these for pleasure. And now we're playing these yeah. for pleasure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, my my big takeaway was it's sort of like the Souls games are kind of like modern day ghosts and goblins. Totally. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. it looks like it looks like Bloodborne is kind of the Castlevania to that. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. Oh, there's yeah, there's yeah. major Castlevania going yeah. on there. Yeah, we've yeah. seen some some footage of uh, of whips in the games. Yeah. And and when you're going around and whipping skeletons and, and various ghouls. Do you like whip rats? Have you ever whipped a ghoul? A rat? I've, Werewolves? Mm. I do like to whip animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the, the Walking Dead pinball machine. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, this. Uh, I think also, like, this game is important uh, sort of outside of itself. Just Absolutely. it's important as the, like, we need that game that's the, like, next gen is here kind of thing, which I don't know if we have, maybe, I don't want to say we haven't gotten it, but, like, I don't think we've had that Gears of War yet. That's the thing that, that I've heard in conversation and that I've said a lot around the office during the course of this month's first is like this is the first huh? this is the first PS4 game or, or next gen game that I've looked at and said okay that couldn't have been done last totally, year yeah. like it's the first thing that I've seen that it's like that to me is what next gen is sure. and, so. and there are games that have come out now already like you know like Rise and like The Order and like yeah. Assassin's Creed which are really pushing what you know this new generation of graphics technology yeah. is but yeah, I think this is the first time that we're seeing something that's doing something cool visually, but also really kind of giving you the gameplay depth that yeah. you know, we're looking for. Yeah, I think uh, you know early adopters of the PS4 were hoping that the order would be that thing, and obviously it came out, and you know the game's super gorgeous, it's world's cool, the story's kind of cool, but gameplay-wise, it's just not really there. And so I feel like now all of that hype got pushed onto Bloodborne of like, man, this better be the one. This better yeah. Be the one. Which I mean, you've so you've played Bloodborne. You're yeah. The, you're the only. Well, I mean, I played a little bit that original yeah. Gamescom demo. Yeah, so yeah. You're the, you're the only one who played a lot. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I played quite a bit for this. Uh, for this it event. Feel? It feels fantastic. Like any any worry that people had of like, oh man, they you know, Frums dumbing it down and trying to make it for the for the casuals. It's like, nope, this game I died ten thousand times while playing it. Well, that's that's been one of my favorite things uh, in posting a lot of these videos. Is uh, a lot of people are are commenting like, oh, these guys are terrible. IGN's terrible at video games. Like they yeah. keep dying so many times. Yeah. And what's funny is like. Well, that was the developers playing yeah. those. Like oh, all yeah. the video that yeah. got sent to yeah. us is the, is the devs. And I finally had to get into the comments and be like, "Look, uh, yes, we are terrible at video yeah. games, but also, <laughs> like, just so you know, this game is going to be hard." Yeah, like, yeah. These, these are the, are the these developers. Are spent yeah. Years with these games. Yeah, just getting smoked. Yeah. So. And also, the other thing is, I mean, with gameplay footage, if you're just showing some footage of someone being incredible, you're not really showing the game. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like if, if if we're showing the enemies for the first time. You want to see how they move and how they attack, not just... And what happens when you get hit with a giant hammer, not what happens when you, you know, dodge it and then stab a guy in the back and immediately kill him. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the game feels fantastic. The combat feels uh, really great. The weapon transformations are really interesting. Uh, That world is super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sort of weird gothic plague town trying to figure out what's going on in this Victorian... How Spooky how big does it feel? Because I mean, just in terms of the the presentation, based on kind of what I've gleaned from mm-hmm. the different games, is that it it seems smaller. Like it seems more kind of claustrophobic and so, more drawn in. But. Yeah, everything they've shown, uh, or most of the stuff they've shown so far, has all taken place in that same, that town of Yarnum. And then in, uh, with IGN first, they showed us the uh, sort of the hub world, which is like Yarnum. Damn Yarn- near killed him. Why does Ugh. why does anything happen? Can I just remove this? <laughs> 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 um, and so it has a hub world like the uh, like the Nexus from uh, Demon Souls, but they kind of flash forward to a lot of areas later on in the game where we revealed uh, the newest boss, where we revealed different enemies and weapons, yeah. and you go far beyond that kind I mean, of yeah. thing. That's the thing, right? If, if you've played a Souls game, I, I think you hopefully have an understanding that we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah, Max. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that as if, like, you know, I haven't seen the whole game. I don't totally. know what all the content is. Yeah. But I do know from working with them now twice that mm-hmm. From is super spoiler sensitive. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, the enemies that we showed, they were specifically picked for us to show. Mm-hmm. The boss we showed, it was like a, okay, it's okay to show this before release because... Yeah. There's gonna be like 30 more of them. Yeah, yeah. No, that like, was one of the coolest parts I yeah. I felt about the whole trip is on the last day that we were there, um, just kind of going over the laundry list of assets that we were gonna get for the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. They showed us stuff that like we weren't allowed to show, but we were definitely allowed to see. That was like, oh wow, that's really cool. Oh like, yeah, totally. Areas and monsters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That like, yeah, yeah. There was uh, yeah from ha. from weapons to areas to monsters to like sort of choosing which of two of the bosses we were going to reveal, and like yeah. the other one was just as cool. Like if you thought the uh, the Dark Beast was rad. Like you're gonna yeah. see that thing, and you're gonna. And, and there's a lot of actual like aspects of the game we haven't seen yet either. Like oh yeah, totally. Like PVP, right? Everyone's yeah. everyone's asking me on Twitter about PVP because I made a comment that you and I snuck a oh yeah glimpse totally of two devs yeah playing it yeah. But like we don't know. We really don't know. Yeah. We literally saw two devs each controlling characters that were fighting each other. Yeah, in the yeah. same environment. On That's different what consoles. we know about PVP. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of it can be you know you can. Glean what you will from the fact that Miyazaki's helming this game, which yep. he didn't. He didn't do Dark Souls too. He did Demon Souls and not Hayao Miyazaki. I know that's no. what you went. Yeah. This is not a, a Max just a, a got so stoked. I like anime. I like. <laughs> I like the anime. You do. You've seen four of them. Totoro um, Souls. The to- the, oh man, Totoro Souls. I would totally play that game. It would make me really, really weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. Just a <laughs> hyper violent Totoro. Like that's. <laughs> cat bus, cat bus is fine. Like if yeah. you fight cat bus, cat bus is, is messed up. He's yeah, a weird dude. I kind of want like Miyazaki Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. Which Miyazaki? Both of them. Mm. Just throw in just spooky armored cores. Miyazaki, yeah. Next Miyazaki. Yeah, Jesus. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but Japan itself too. Like going to Japan. I, I, anyone who's watching this is probably interested in games. Probably if they're like us, growing up wanted to go to Japan. Always sort of saw it as this holy grail. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mecca of no. Oh, why do I keep doing that? Like, I mean, like don't do that. Pen. I know. Oh. Um, but yeah, going there, it is like it's an awesome sensory overload of just the gnarliest pop culture. Yeah, you know, uh, everything from from J-pop to anime to video games to movies. It's just like an assault on your senses in the best possible way. Yeah. How was it for you? I mean, going there the first time. I mean, yeah, sensory overload is is definitely the yeah. best way to describe it. I I think you kind of hit it on the head, right? Like. Growing up playing video games, Japan is the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Like that's you want to go there, you want to see it, and um, yeah, I felt like super fortunate that I got to go, and I, I think I had an idea of what it was going to be in my head, <clears throat> and I was close, but mm-hmm. it was even more so. Yeah. Just more people, more shops, more food, just totally. like more culture, just yeah. all over the place. It was wild, man. Yeah, it was really cool, and, and we, I feel like it was. Uh, it was brief. We were only there for just under a week, but days, four days, yeah. 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 Um, and we were working, so we didn't get to see a ton of stuff. But all the stuff that I did see was it just like blew my mind. You know, like we got to go to, you know, we went to um, uh, Akihabara for a while yeah, yeah. and went to Super Potato, which is, yeah, you know, yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, Pick that's, up those yeah. Dreamcast games. I know. God, I was nerding out Akihabara on Dreamcast is, games hard. Is. Uh, one of the worst parts of growing up is when you go into Toys R Us and you're like, well, I. There's no mystery here anymore. Mm-hmm. Akihabara managed to totally bring that back. <laughs> yeah. And it was like I kind of sort of sort of almost forced myself to be a little bit jaded going mm-hmm. to Japan. Yeah. 
And then I get there and I'm like, I'm like, it's gonna, it's gonna be whatever. It's not, there's not gonna be cartoon characters on everything, and it's not gonna all make cute little jingles. And then you get there and it does. Oh, yeah. Everything does. Well, it, Each train station has it, their own jingle. Even yeah. Akihabara is not where it's happening anymore. Now it's all in like Nakano Broadway, the other side of the city. But Akihabara still just has, I mean, to us, it, it still is that much, right? You're just walking down the street. There's just a robot. Yeah. Like there's a robot in front of the store, and it's just like moving its arms around and shouting something. And you're like, I don't know what you're saying, but you're very colorful. And there's they're making little lights and noises. Then you look up, and there's like a 50 foot half naked anime girl on the side of a building. You're just yeah. like, well, a lot of that. High five, 14 year old me. Yeah. I'm here now. I'm gonna go spend way too much money on toys, but it's yeah. okay because I paid for it with coins, so it couldn't be that much money. Max, isn't that basically your job, just high fiving 14 year old you? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, yeah, we were so strapped with gear. Um, I had zero space left in my luggage, and I had these sort of uh, delusions of grandeur that I was going to buy all these knickknacks and like stuff them into yeah. pockets and take them home. And yeah. I was like, "That's all going to break." Like, yeah. there's no. <laughs> you know, yeah, everything, so everything I feel like better. next time when I go, I'm going to bring a separate bag just for mm-hmm. you yeah. know, f- like toys and yeah. games and stuff. Because the silly sundries. Yeah. it was also crazy. Cause silly, we shot sundries. The silly sundries. Silly sundries. Silly sundries. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Sundays at seven. That's a thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so much alliteration. Uh, we went and shot some some B-roll of just uh, Shibuya, sort of that, that giant crossing, if you've yeah. seen Lost Shibuya. in Translation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were shooting it, and the th- I think the thing that just blew me away the most was while – so you guys set up the camera. You were shooting sort of like time-lapse shots of like people going across the street, and a guy came up to me and was like, oh, are you Marty from IGN? I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. We are, Shibuya crossing. We yeah. are 5,000 miles away. Yeah. 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 It's Did like when Sean and I were in uh, Osaka earlier this yeah. year, and the concierge at the hotel saw the IGN stuff on our bags, and was like, "Oh, IGN, I go to your site three times a week." Yeah, it's like, man, the internet is global. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, like, it goes everywhere. Yeah. Mitch and I hung out with with a guy who like like followed our work or whatever. We just like yeah. we met up with him in the world's largest camera store, basically. Yeah. And we're like, right. Oh, hey, what's oh, going yeah. on? He's yeah. like, hey, what's up? Yodabashi camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we went and then we went to a whiskey bar and. Uh, it was owned oh, by yeah, the yeah yeah, uh, yeah. shop bar Zoetrope owned by a former Konami producer. Yeah, yeah, he like produced like OG Castlevania games, and I think he was there. Like he was working. It was with Kojima. Yeah, it was on the fifth floor of a building in an alley, and it was like <laughs> five people could sit in there and drink yeah. whiskey. But and it's this guy, like, like it's, I mean, if you drink whiskey and if you drink Japanese whiskey, I mean, like the the bottle list he had was insane. He had yeah, like three hundred different bottles. Of Japanese yeah, it whiskey. was nuts, and he was t- like totally giving us the lowdown on. Working with Kojima, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty yeah, it was, wild. Yeah, like. it was really amazing to just like and randomly just be like, man, like the world is weird that the the owner and bartender at this place, you know, has connections to the games we grew up with. And, and, so, and so that's the thing, right? It's like I mean, you meet that guy there, and you have that conversation. But that's the other thing that's cool about going to Japan for work, right? Hmm. Is that you get to work with these Japanese companies that oh, we sure. grew up with. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, you know, from software, and we're playing Kingsfield on PS One. I was terrible at it. I didn't play it Ter- for very long. Totally, yeah. but I played it. I mean, Sony Japan Studio with, God, I mean, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus yeah. and all the other crazy stuff that's come out of there. Like, it's really cool going inside these places and yeah, actually sure. talking to the people who've made these games and re- getting their perspective and getting, like, the unique Japan perspective as well, right? Because obviously the way business is done there is so different than it is yeah. here. Yeah, it was like going to Japan Studios. That was my first time there, too. It was it was very much they were taking us to very specific rooms mm-hmm. because I think if, you, if we would have taken a wrong turn, then we yeah. could have seen something we weren't supposed to see. But just, like, knowing... I mean, we, so we talked earlier in the episode about how I th- still think Last Guardian is going to be re-revealed at E3. But like knowing so on that floor if floor seven and a half, yes, that if that, that if that that <laughs> game was probably being worked on at that time within like a hundred feet of where we were, 
Oh, dude, it was somewhere in that building. It's yeah, totally somewhere I know in that it building. Was. It was pretty funny because on our way out, uh, I forget if it was Caleb or Marty, but somebody cracked a joke about it. They were like, oh, and what about The Last Guardian? And our uh, hosts and Sony were kind of like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think they referred to it as Trico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it's did. Old, it's old yeah. code name. Well, hey, Trico. Man, I mean, Shuhai Yoshida, every single time we bring it up, he confirms that it's mm-hmm. still yeah. in development. Yeah. I, please, I believe please it. Be excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I will be excited. Max is just shaking his head. I don't know. I'm just. I'm thinking about Japan and getting all getting all wistful. Did you? So was that Metal Gear trip the first, the only time you've ever been there? That's uh, the <clears throat> last year was actually the first time I left the country to oh, go wow. to Japan. Oh wow. oh wow! Yeah, and then later that summer I went to Vietnam, which was the opposite of Japan. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's its tagline. There's Vietnam, less cold. robots. The opposite of Japan. Uh, more weird giant oxen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh. <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's just it's, it's bizarre. I just you know. It's, yeah. You know, I I think that there's that uh, there's that when you when you can kind of quantify everything like uh, there's you know the kind of the point of life is to discover new things and explore things and that's what's so great about video games sometimes and like not being able to see the bottom of a video game is so cool. Like when you when you jump into something and there's like there's depth to it and you're like where am I? What am I doing? I'm gonna go yeah. over here. What's this? Why can't can I go in the vents? Can he, I open a box? He hasn't played a Souls game. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> right, that's, something, I, that's something I really yeah. like about yeah. it. I, I should really yeah. I should you know check them out. Maybe maybe you'll check out Bloodborne or maybe I'll maybe I'll check out Dark Souls two on on PS4 now that it's out or coming out. It's or coming out soon. Yeah, after, yeah. I think it's Bloodborne. after Bloodborne is just weird. I think it's it's kind of strange that both of those games, the re-release and Bloodborne, are coming out so close to each other. Totally. Like, I you know I skipped over Dark Souls too, but at this time last year at GDC, I was out shooting interviews and I was asking everybody that I saw. I was like, "What are you playing right now?" And everyone was playing Dark Souls. It was unanimous, like yeah. Dark Souls too. Yeah, so I knew yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I knew that. I there it was something special. Um, so now it's like, well. I want to play them both. Yeah, but, yeah. The timing, yeah. timing's weird, but it's just it's the difference. I mean, they have different publishers. Sure. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Think I'll probably, I think I'll probably start with Bloodborne, and then I I feel like both of those games are the kind of games that I'll probably play for like off and on for the rest of the year. So. I mean, Dark Souls Two is great, but yeah. I've, I've already put in two days off from work for when Bloodborne comes out. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, in terms of like the big... Caleb is planning on being sick, sick. those yes. days. Yeah. No, man, I'm, it's official vacation. Yeah. I'm out those yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, we're... Uh, yeah, I think all of us are super stoked for it. Uh, we're hopefully getting copies in the office soon for reviews. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna, you know, IGN first was sort of just the uh, the the first step towards the the crazy coverage we're gonna have of the game. The review, the features, uh, obviously, our, our wiki is gonna be incredible, like the last two were. So yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked. stoked for people to to really get in there and rip it up. Like totally. I'm really excited for people to see. Uh, Beyond should, the yeah. stuff that we've, <laughs> the stuff that we've shown yeah. here, you know, yeah, totally. and the, like Caleb had been telling me before we even went to Japan, the, the community that's built up around the Souls games yeah. and and Bloodborne, um, I know that there's just going to be some awesome threads and, and totally. you know, and the like fact really that cool stuff. It's coming now going to be on a PS4 so. where everyone can immediately start streaming it. Yeah, immediately yeah. save clips. Oh, yeah. Like, I should yeah. sharing it. Yeah, should yeah. probably oh, be so much. Nope. I should probably just play it just so that I can understand what my Twitter feed and Reddit are saying. Yes. It's just going to be like one of those deluges of yeah, just like, yeah, hey, yeah. don't you hate it when this happens? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I don't. I'm so so very confused. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, thank yeah. you guys for uh, for joining us and yeah, talking about this. Thanks for having and, um, us. Yeah. You, can, you can be followed on Twitter. Caleb, are you just Caleb Lawson? That's my name. I'm boring. Zach, what are you on Twitter? Zacharias D. Zacharias D. Is full name Zacharias? I wish. That's a great, that's a great Dreamcast game. Zacharias yeah, Zacharias D. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And of course, Marty, you're McBiggity on yeah. Twitter. And I'm Max Scoville. Yeah. And, uh, and go to uh, go to our, if you have uh, emails, email us at beyond.ign.com. Join our Facebook group, which is fantastic. 
Uh, Max Brown and I are in there almost every day. Yeah, we'd we'll uh, to say hello. Yeah, and, uh, yeah all the we, best. We keep being bad about answering mailbag questions. We're going to have an entire mailbag segment. Cool. Next week. Good. I don't yeah. know if I just confirmed We have that. GDC this week, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, been, this it's a little bit crazy. It's this GDC week's leading insane. into PAX East, so it's kind of like... Uh, yeah, it's a real double whammy. Huh? Yeah. It's like if somebody released like bees in the office, and everyone's sort of just running around and kind of avoiding certain areas, and then sure. other people just didn't show up because they were allergic. Yeah. It's, you know? it's been kind of awesome. i got to admit, yeah. the amount of activity that's the been energy. going on and since probably last Thursday, like it's Total. been a really well, yeah, like a totally different... Like With everybody kicked into high gear, it's been like oh, totally yeah, We have this giant indie event in our lunchroom tonight, so they're just like setting up 60 games on that. Yeah. 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 So, awesome. anyway, uh, tune in next week when we talk about that. And, uh, yeah, go check out that Facebook group because there's a lot of cool people in there. Totally. And, um, yeah. Uh, beyond? Beyond! 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.